Hello and happy Tuesday. I know I've been posting a lot more on my um, Instagram, on my podcast Instagram, relating to self-reflection and all that lovely stuff. And I've realized only just now, just as I said it, a lot of the stuff that I talk about, solo anyways, uh, is related to reflection, self-reflection. You know, going through and navigating through the different sets of your trauma and all that shit. And it's called different things by different people, depending on what your sensibilities allow. I've always referred to it as shadow work. And some of the more spiritual people will know what I mean. Some people that kind of, you know, huff and puff and crystals and booha, blah, 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 shadow work, blah. Um, so people call it different things. But a lot of people know it, at least me and, you know, most of the people that I talk to know it as shadow work. And again, I know that I have a largely male audience, so risk the temptation to roll your eyes, fellas, because this goes to you guys. This goes to all of us, but it mainly goes to my male listeners. Because a lot of men, a lot of men, women do too, but women navigate it a little bit differently. Men hold a lot of trauma on the inside, trauma from their past, pain from their past, suffering from their past and their present and they just hold it down there and they kind of push it down into their bellies and you know this causes a lot of turmoil in not only their romantic life but in their platonic life in their work life in their health you know it it causes a lot it causes a lot of discord for people and Especially for the men out there, I think that shadow work needs to become more a part of what, more part of their healing, their little healing journey. Because, well, I'll discuss that. We'll start from the beginning, since this is technically my intro to this episode. What is shadow work? To put it simply, it's kind of more so exploring that darker part of yourself, of your mind, to uncover and understand your trauma. I'll say that again. Shadow work is exploring the darker part of your mind to uncover and understand your trauma. And our traumas, especially if they're unresolved, directly relate to how we function in our day-to-day life because those traumas tend to haunt us in different ways and if it's unresolved it can you know show itself in many different aspects of our lives in different ways and you know shadow work has a lot of benefits A lot of the times, and people don't realize this, shadow work is oftentimes done in therapy sessions because the therapist plays the why game with you. Cover it yourself by asking you very targeted questions, very specific, very intentional questions. 
and you end up answering that question on your own, in your own mind. Because at the end of the day, if trauma is severe enough, if it's impactful enough, especially in our past, if it happens in our early years, which it oftentimes does, it can trigger memory loss. Um, it can actually trigger memory loss. You kind of forget that it happens because your brain, it's a defense mechanism in your brain to help stop from, you know, a complete mental breakdown. Because sometimes some of the things that happen to us at a very young age are just simply too much for our underdeveloped brains to process. So it kind of just pushes it back until you're ready to deal with it, right? So shadow work is very useful. It can be very emotional. And it can be very liberating in a sense. You know, sometimes it takes multiple sessions of shadow work. Sometimes it can take years of shadow work for a person. It really just, it really depends on the person. But the best way to conduct shadow work is by playing the why game. Asking yourself why. And I know I mentioned in another episode saying why. You know, staring at yourself in the mirror and asking Why am I doing this? Why is this happening? Why am I doing this? And you go through those motions of asking yourself questions of why. Why do I feel this way? Why does this bother me? Why am I reacting to this specific situation in this specific way? You're asking yourself, again, very targeted questions to help uncover what the root of the problem is. And again, this can be done in therapy sessions with a professional therapist, you know, or a licensed therapist, professional. Well, I hope they're professional, but, you know, a licensed therapist to have them help you on that path, right, of discovering your trauma, discovering what the root of the issue is, discovering the why. And... There's very specific times in my life where I went through very intentional shadow work with myself, especially in the biggest moment of my trauma. I remember talking to a friend, um, I don't know, I want to say a few months back, and he was, you know, we were just kind of talking, you know, just talking. And, you know, I I ended up uncovering to him that I underwent some severe trauma as a child. And some of my, most of my family knows this. Some of my family doesn't. Um, but my family that does listen in on my episodes, you know, this will probably be the first time that they hear this. But I don't mind because I feel like it's going to help a lot of people. When I was six years old, I was molested by a family friend. Very young age, from the ages of six years old to 12. And that severely impacted the way I saw the world, the way I saw relationships, the way I saw friendships and family relationships. It completely changed the dynamic of trust in my mind for the simplest things. You know, and it and as a child, I didn't really realize what was happening in my life. 
you know, I didn't realize that the symptoms that I was undergoing as a child were a manifestation of the trauma that I was, that my brain was trying to bury beneath the surface. And the way that my body manifested this trauma was, you know, me getting severely ill, like physically ill. You know, I couldn't be in car rides uh, or in cars for very long periods of time because I would get physically ill. I would just, anytime I was faced with leaving the house, actually, um, I had like this fear that I was going to like throw up. And, you know, it was a very painful thing for me to do, right? I was like terrified, like, oh my God, if I leave the house, I'm going to throw up and it's going to be the worst experience of my life. You know, it was, it was one of those things where, you know, I kind of had just a little dash of agoraphobia where I didn't really want to leave the house. And my parents, they didn't realize what was going on. They thought I was just being a brat, right? And, you know, this is, you know, this is going, I know that this is going to help parents identify, you know, abuse a little bit earlier because my parents had no idea. They had no idea what was going on. You know, I, they, all they saw was behavior that they thought was coming from a strange, you know, child to a strange adolescent. And I remember my sister, you know, describing me to her friends as inherently strange. Like, oh, my sister's just weird. She's just weird. And, you know, maybe it did come off as very weird to other people, right? You know, they just kind of like see my behavior like, oh, she doesn't want to go out anywhere. She doesn't want to be driven. She doesn't want to do any of this. She's weird. And it, truth be told, it was weird to people because, I mean, it was a normal for me right? But it was weird to other people because they didn't experience that kind of trauma response, right? So as I moved through, you know, my adolescence and I became, you know, a young adult, right? I was in high school, uh, middle school and high school, and I started to realize, you know, that there was an issue, you know, with the way I saw relationships and the way I kind of clung to the idea of, relationships and wanting to feel safe that was a big one for me I would cling to heterosexual relationships in the hopes that I would feel safer because the person that had taken advantage of me the family friend that had taken advantage of me was in fact a female so my response was like I you know I love men right I'm I'm a heterosexual woman um my response, my thought process, and again, I didn't realize that this is what I was doing, but I uncovered it through, you know, some of my own little uh, trauma work, is that I would cling to potential male partners with the hopes that I'd feel safe from the prior female predator that had taken advantage of me. I thought, okay, if I have a strong male next to me, this won't happen again. And that was my thought process. If I cling to a strong male figure, right? Because my dad can't be with me all the time. So if I'm in a strong male relationship with, you know, a man that loves me or whatever, you know, because I had that touch of fairy tale, right? You know, the whole princess fairy tale, you know, thing in my head, you know, then, you know, he'll be my savior and he'll keep me safe. And that was the way I kind of, you know, would approach relationships. And of course, it wasn't, it was, a, it was an all or nothing for me. 
you know, it's just like, no, they need to be with me. They need to be safe. They need, they need to save me. And it was a very unhealthy approach to relationships where it was, I want all or nothing. I couldn't, and I couldn't let it go once I started because it was again, that fear of the trauma resurfacing. It was that fear of all of that shit coming back. And again, it was all subconscious. I had no idea that this is actually what I was doing. It just, all I knew was that, yo, this is what I need to do to feel safe. And it was, it was an automatic response in how I would feel safe. And it wasn't a for sure thing. There was no way that I knew that this was going to make me feel safe. It just felt like it was the right thing to do. And I was kind of just operating blindly on this course. And as I got older, I realized, you know, that this, the way that I would cling to certain ideas and notions wasn't really indicative of, you know, having a normal, healthy relationship with a partner in the future. And that sucked. (laughs) Realizing that sucked. And it was a long fucking journey to uncover that because, you know, I was stubborn. I was suffering. You know, there was a lot of like self-suffering there. You know, I was suffering. I was um, stubborn. And there was no way that, I'll put it to you this way. You know, it was going to take as long as it took going to take as long as it took and you can't rush the process now I would have loved to go back and slapped my younger self and be like this is what you need to do you're doing it because of xyz I wouldn't have listened because I wasn't at the point in my life where I was going to be able to understand that and put it into practice understand what I was going through understand how I can work past it understand how I could dissect it there was no way that I could have rushed that process and you can't rush the process in yourself and that's kind of I think that's the most frustrating part of self-reflection and shadow work is that it takes time and it can be immensely frustrating because you're playing the why game with yourself it's like having somebody sitting in a room questioning everything that pops into your mind and every single um you know knee-jerk reaction that you you know do right it's like having somebody question every single thing that you do why because I want to do it this way why because I want to get this kind of reaction why you're just like god damn it it's because I want to you know and but those reactions you know they really do help you move past why you are the way you are, especially if you don't understand your situation, if you don't understand why you act a certain way, if you don't understand why you attract and you entertain certain people in your life. Why, why, why? It, it all comes full circle and inevitably you're going to be able to answer those questions. You know, like it or not, Our past really does shape our future. It does, in a way. It shapes the way we see the world in a lot of different ways. But it's up to you whether it shapes it in a positive direction 
or a negative direction. It's up to you to influence. It's up to you to steer the ship. You know, you can either steer it, steer it to the left or you can steer it, steer it to the right. I can't, I can't say steal apparently. So you can choose either direction. And depending on the direction that you go, positive or negative, is going to be the overall outcome of your life. But at any point, the, this is the great part, at any point, no matter how far you are down the path of bad or good, you know, this is the positive and the negative, you can still turn around and change course in the opposite direction. You can still change course and go the, a different way. So it's not, you know, it's not the end of the world is what I mean to say. No matter how far you are down the path of shit, you, you can still turn it around and go in a different direction, which is great. It's light at the end of the tunnel and it's positive. But the importance of shadow work is that it's, it's kind of, it's in, it's in the word work. <laughs> Things don't just fall out of the sky. We don't just magically wake up one day and heal ourselves. It's true that over time, you know, the pain of something can dull, but it doesn't mean that you've solved the root of the issue. And solving the root of the issue is going to help you move forward and, I don't know, elevate yourself if that, if that word, you know, appeals to you. Elevate, you know, increase, you know, one up, you know, whatever word makes sense to you in a positive upwards direction, that, will, that is where your life will take you if you face the traumas that have afflicted your life. And traumas can be different for every single person. Just because my trauma was severe doesn't mean that anybody else's trauma is less severe or more severe. I mean, I, the trauma for me was terrible, right? But somebody else could experience something entirely different. Like, I don't know, maybe they were force-fed as a child. They were force-fed cheese and, you know, it traumatized them as a child. But that's not any less traumatizing to them than mine is for me. So I urge people to remain compassionate towards others when it comes to their traumas. It's not a contest. It's not a race. You can still alter your course and go the different direction. If you're down the bad path, you can still kind of steer that shit and go right and go go down the right path. And if you're down the right path, you can you can kind of do the same thing and go down towards a bad path. But as we go through self-destructive behavior, as we go through certain things, it's important to reflect and understand why we do certain things, why we rush certain things why it is we do the things that we do. It helps us not only understand ourselves better, but it helps us to better be able to articulate ourselves to other people and what it is we need and want from the people in our lives emotionally. It helps you to better articulate what it is you want from other people as well, especially when it comes to romantic relationships. I can't tell you how important it is to be able to communicate those things to your partner to communicate why you might react certain ways to certain things this was a heavy topic today guys so 
I don't want anybody to feel any type of way. Take a deep breath. Realize that although this is a heavy subject, you're not alone in your life. You can live a peaceful, happy life. And you know what? If you don't have anybody to talk to about these things, my inbox is always open. I'm always here to listen. Always here to talk. So be easy on yourself. Love yourself. Give yourself a hug. If you could, if you could see the person that, you know, experienced trauma, so yourself, right? If you could duplicate yourself in the exact moment that you were going through a traumatic experience, you could give that, you know, yourself a hug, right? Probably be the biggest fucking hug you could ever imagine. That sounds cheesy as shit, but it's true. You know, you, you kind of, you want to hug yourself emotionally, you know, or physically, whatever, whatever's clever. But realize that being patient with yourself through this process of shadow work is important. Sometimes you're going to feel like you want to fuck shit up while you're um, undergoing your shadow work. It happens. It happens. But just know that it's just another experience that you can move through just as easily. I love you guys. I will talk to you next Tuesday. Bye-bye now.